Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And tonight we're talking about Critters 2, the main course. Yes, because it's Critters Month here. It is Critters Month. We're going to go through all the Critters movies, with the exception of maybe Attack. Um, But all the original Critters movies. Yes, one through four. Uh, I would do Attack. I've never seen it. Yeah, I might I might be willing to. We'll see. We'll see when we get there if we've if we've out critters. Ah, ourselves. new, scary. <laughs> it isn't even new anymore, is it? No, no, it's like <laughs> fucking seven years old or something <laughs> at this point. That's new for me. That's usually yeah, when yeah. I get around to watching new things. It might be it might be <laughs> less than that probably. But uh yeah, I know. That is that is ridiculous. A movie it's, comes out and everybody gets excited and it's like, Yeah, I'll just wait to pick it up, use that bulbos for five bucks. I still can't <laughs> remember seven years down the road. It's so funny. I've seen it. And I can't remember if I've seen two different things, which were the TV series and Critters Attack, or yep. if Critters Attack is all of those things jammed together into a movie. I think it's all of the web series kind of crammed together into okay. a movie, but maybe I'm wrong. Or they just stopped doing the movie. Uh, my I, Critters lore is very bad, unfortunately. Yeah. My research is garbage. I'm only going to be using my brain. We lost our research observe. grant, so we don't get any any money for the research here, so we I stopped know. doing I, it. We lost all 10,000 of our Patreon subscribers <laughs> that were giving us $500 a week. Uh, yeah, no, um, we don't do that around here because nah. uh, stuff's boring. Shit's, shit's fun and free, man. Yeah, yeah, it's fun and free. Uh, so we're going to talk critters, and we're not going to give you any new information because it's all out there. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to talk about it. Yeah, and it's free. What more do you want from us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. You want to talk? Yeah. All right. I'm okay. good at that. So, uh, <laughs> the movie opens. We're basically on Dagobah, give or take. It's like a, it's like one of those haunted house, spooky, like lots of lots of fog, lots of whatever, little bubbling it, pits. It, it looks great. I like how they kept that motif of opening up on a different planet. Yeah. Like the first movie. Like Yeah, it's great. And I like the, uh, I mean... It's it looks really good. There are moments when you can tell that like the the walls are like uh, starched and painted. Quiet, uh, you. Like, <laughs> ah, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's just fabric that's been gl- like super glued, but it's great. It looks, it looks great. Swell. I, I think it looks great. Um, I love all of it, but it's uh, yeah, it's primordial soup and two guys in weird toxic gas filtering outfits show up. They're looking for something. And uh, one of them gets, like, freaks out. He sees something, and he's like, ah, fuck, runs away. And an awesome-looking giant bug monster falls on top of him. He's doomed. Oh, no, our favorite character, <laughs> blank-faced, who we don't know who it is yet, Yep, <laughs> uh, is saved at the last minute. But it turns out it was Charlie, so it's a good thing that he was saved at the last I minute. I feel like... Was this an effect that misfired, or I feel like it's cut too soon here when he when he comes in and saves him and shoots that creature? Like it cuts so fast, almost like the creature was supposed to explode or like fall off or something, but it just didn't. So then they just cut really fast. It's weird. I, I mean, it, it looked just a little off to me. I think it's it's a bit of a weak effect. I mean, whatever, it's fine yep. for this movie. It's totally fine, but it does. It's it is just like a flash. You just basically get like some sort of squib yeah. flash and powder or whatever and it just kind of goes off and then the thing disappears so it's like kind of a just like a yeah. little shot where it's like Ba-toing! Ba-toing! it's like oh, because saved you. we have to we have to revive the body later we have to retrieve the body oh yeah for this I had that great for scene yep. of packing it into the cooler <laughs> for later uh, okay so uh once they're we- like they're like the opposite of the flight of the navigator robot 
Where he's like collecting all the creatures. These guys are just killing them all, but then collecting them. Yes. Uh, So upon returning to the ship, it's revealed that the goofy one that nearly died is our old pal Charlie, uh, the ex-drunk. And he's a bounty. He's an intergalactic bounty hunter now. And now an intergalactic bounty hunter. Moving up in the universe, Charlie. Hell yeah. He's somebody now. And then we find out that we still have the cool guy, Terrence Mann, playing Johnny Steele yeah. or Ugg, depending on what you want to think of him as. Or he's Ugg playing Johnny Steele. Uh, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Like, you know, Terrence Mann still looks fucking yep. cool as hell. <laughs> and then Lee still looks no-faced. Lee is still no-faced. Which, I don't know. I, find it, I wish they had more of a relationship. Because like, later on in the movie when Lee gets killed, like... He's all like, no, but like, we never really see them bond at all. They're just like together. Like, the, I mean, they're such a, I, I get it. They're like an iconic duo, but like, <laughs> right. You don't know anything about. No, it's them true. All and all. they are also, but I, I appreciate the fact that they are so stoic that in, in a way that they are just kind of like, because they're aliens, they're acting so alien. They're acting like aliens. Yes. Uh, he doesn't really show emotion. They don't really understand it. I feel like almost to a certain extent that makes the moment when he screams that much more powerful because he's never shown anything up until this point. <laughs> never thought of that. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, whoa, that's he breaks character just to be <laughs> because yep. this is such a horrible moment for him. Um, yeah. I again, I just love Terrence, man. I think he's just one of the best, even though. As in previous episodes of the podcast, you may have, if you've followed along, you'll know that I sometimes have a hard time telling whether or not he's Bob Geldof or uh, like three other dudes, but it's fine. Uh, Has he been in a bunch of other stuff we covered? There were like three other dudes who look like him. The guy from... uh, I kind of follow this show and I don't really recall. I can't even remember what the movie was that we were doing. But the other guy who isn't Bob Geldof, who looks like Terrence Mann to me, is the one that I get confused by. But, okay. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Good to know. My my inability <laughs> to recognize faces is not uh, not an important part of this podcast. Uh, okay, so he's tagging the, the weird monster, and uh, it's we see their little refrigeration unit, and it's just a it's joke. It's a corpse pile it's like a buffet of gross body parts that and shit like must stink rubber monsters yeah i assume it's some sort of space refrigeration <laughs> where it's like instantly cryo frozen or whatever i hope so for their sake i would hope so yeah i mean they do have those weird gas masks so maybe they wear them around <laughs> i it's weird how all i can think of is like how odd it would be for charlie like we don't even know how these things eat or go to the bathroom. They don't have mouths. Yeah. So how does Charlie survive on this intergalactic trip? Is there a toilet there? Do they excrete waste the same way that humans do? There's a bunch of questions this movie <laughs> I mean, doesn't answer. It doesn't need to. It is Critters, no. too. Yep. The new batch. <laughs> the new uh, <laughs> or The <laughs> new main course. <laughs> yes. And The but, new main batch. Yes, exactly. But while they're doing all this stuff, uh, we find I like the fact that there's all those all those heads and all that shit in there, because this kind of tells us that Charlie, since we last saw him, has been 
through it. You know, oh, yeah. like, it's not like he's just like new on the job, yep. even though he was kind of bumbling a little bit. Well, it's just him. He has he's seen some shit. There's like yep. hundreds of these monsters that they have they've killed and retrieved for this weird intergalactic whatever it is. But then they get a message from the High Council Overlord Supreme yeah, Alien who being looks thing. very much like a South Park alien. Yes. <laughs> uh like real <laughs> he's he's a real interesting choice, but you know, Giotto brothers, of course they're gonna make an interesting choice. Uh yeah. Played he, by the director's wife, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's great. Uh, so you he, do get something around here. Well, there you go. Uh, he gets he he calls them up and he's like, "All right, you guys aren't going to get paid for Earth because there's still some crates down there, <laughs> and you know how how worried we are about crates because they're remorseless eating machines and they're going to destroy the universe." And if you the thing we're picking up is the thing that you left the last time that we didn't seem to uh, think to scan for until. Now yeah, I got a brilliant idea. Use that fucking scanner before right before you they leave. <laughs> Guys, if you've got an infallible scanner, hey, here's, yeah. a, here's a pro tip. That's, yeah, <laughs> it's not that infallible if it didn't scan <laughs> before you left. Use your infallible scanner before you leave the planet. Um, it, Whoops. It's been two years. <laughs> yeah. And also, I love that it's been two years and the Krites are like, waiting until charlie shows up to hatch oh they're waiting till they get placed next to a space heater yeah, yeah. like and man their, their also, gestation period's still fine like yeah yeah they just wait until that happens i mean they are obviously as as we've heard these are a dangerous invasive species that are capable of huge reproduction and uh, that's another thing this doesn't cover at all the, the reproduction no. like well, the fact that it requires warmth to me indicates that we have to have a mother of some sort that's like a nurturing critter yeah <laughs> it's like ah uh, let me let me hang out with my young and feed them and whatever but i mean, I mean they, they found like 20 eggs and that became like hundreds of crites in this one like what are they what are they i didn't i didn't i don't feel like they did that in the first movie they didn't just keep multiplying like that they were no they had like eight total that's I, why they I, were we killed all eight we're good right yeah because they even said they had a finite number eight escaped in the yeah. beginning yeah and this one, they were just like, boop. <laughs> now there's, I mean. Oh, there's a hundred now. Like, obviously, from this, where? <laughs> this does give us an idea of how dangerous they are. Yep. Uh, and so the last podcast, I was like, oh, yeah, there is a big one. And then I had forgotten what the big one was. Yeah. <laughs> I, was yes. like, I watched this and I was like, oh, yeah, I was totally wrong. The big yep. one was actually Ugg. <laughs> yep. So there <laughs> is only one. They did do one giganto yeah. critter in the first one. There is no giganto critter in this one. But there is there's clearly a history of a giganto critter. Yes, because, because they recognize they that as their leader. To, right. Yep. Exactly. When you have a big one, that's the one they all listen to because it can eat you. So <laughs> you're like, OK, fuck it. I got to do this. Um. And they do, I mean, they do hang together. So, like, the idea of them nurturing their young, not not that far out. Yeah. They all eat together. Yeah. They all go to the Hungry Heifer together. Who wouldn't? They get the Decent greatest. works there. They get the greatest theme song on earth. <laughs> uh, yes, it is this movie's power of the night. <laughs> Everybody just loves to hear that Hungry Heifer song all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a Critter's album would be the Hungry Heifer song and Power of the Night 16 times. Yes. Which I would listen to. Fucking I'd buy it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so uh, an old-timey bus on Earth heads to Grover's Bend down there with our friend Bob, Brad. He's being cagey with the bus driver because the bus driver's like, you know... You hear about them space porcupines? <laughs> round Grover's Corners, we've got a story about some <laughs> space porcupines. Uh, You're making it sound like, like it's a Stephen King movie, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, like this movie isn't full of fucking discarded Stephen King characters. <laughs> There's like six of them in this fucking movie. And he makes Cujo jokes. There's so many Stephen King references and like... Oh, and it's directed by Mick Garris, and Stephen Mick King Garris, super fan. Super oh, fan. Yeah, that totally, totally makes sense now. I didn't even think yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. No, this is <laughs> this is like uh, Critters in Stephen King universe. Um, and so... He he covers up his name and he's like, I don't want to, I don't want him to know I, yeah, that I've never I'm heard Brad of the Browns. Brown. Never heard of them before. Nope. Do, 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 do. Uh, and now we visit the first of our escaped Stephen King characters right here. Uh, this is the uh, the delinquent. You got this like '50s greaser bad boy it's, leather jacket it's, uh, delinquent. Ace. Is that his name ah. from Needful Things? Oh, and he was also in It, right? See, yeah. yes, he was. Yeah, it's that guy. Boom. Literal Stephen King character. Forgot about that. Uh, But we also have this guy who is a treat and also just like, uh, he is an alien. This guy is a fucking hobo clown turned into a real human being. I don't, Quigley, is that his name? He literally looks like Red Skelton does. Yeah. He's like, when he's dressed up with the... Oh, oh, like he's the sad hobo clown. Totally. But he has no makeup on and he just looks so totally weird. Um, so and he's in everybody's business here. I don't get it. Like, I, don't I love that he calls a grandma later on, but he seems like he seems like this weird he's drunk a, character that would have nothing to do with the church or the granny or anything like. <laughs> and he's, he's embarrassed when he tries to overcharge the church. Yeah. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's no, going to be embarrassed no, by shit. Not at all. <laughs> fucking teenagers um but yeah this bad boy has taken this guy to this farm where he's found a batch of crite eggs that he wants to sell an antique dealer because that makes sense you know where this makes sense in a stephen king story (laughs) (laughs) jordy verrill found some eggs and he's gonna sell them to the university Oh, Jordy Verrill, you, you lunkhead. Yeah. You're going to sell them cried eggs. <laughs> I'm not going to take less than $20 for them cried eggs. Or a can of my, or a case of Meisterbrow. Yeah. Uh, but yes, he's like, I'm going to trade these for a case of Meisterbrow. And the guy's like, all right, load them up. Yeah. Of course I'm going to do that. This sounds like a great deal. It's not his farm. It's not like... Dude, you could just take them anyway, but it yeah. doesn't matter. I feel like the case of beer was just for the the labor involved in loading them up. Uh, so or a finder's fee. Exactly. So back in town, Lynn Shea and the head of the local paper are arguing over article placement, and it's just sort of background noise so that we can be introduced to Megan, the love interest of the, of the piece. And uh, her dad is Sam Anderson, for, who is Mr. Gorpley on Perfect Strangers. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'll trust you on that. I don't know what a Gorpley is, but 
It's, is it, he an alien? No, he's their boss at the newspaper oh, in, in Perfect Strangers. I was really hoping that, like, in the sixth season, that the ratings were falling <laughs> off, and they met an alien named Mr. Gorpley, and he granted wishes. Uh, you know, they would do that. <laughs> uh, it gets really weird in the later seasons. <laughs> uh, Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> Come on, go back and do Unless it. Unless it's for a reboot, because, yeah, bring them all back. <laughs> Bring them all back. And their magic pal, Mr. Gorpley. Yes. Who is <laughs> now an alien that grants wishes. <laughs> all right, dum-dum. Uh, okay, so... Uh, we're gonna... So, it seems like uh, the boy who cried critter nearly tore this town apart. The town saw it happen. Did they, though? Kind of. Uh, and the town also explained away the corpses on their farm, because they have they clearly have the corpse of famous actor Billy Zane on their property. Yeah. Uh, you'd think that Hollywood would be all up in arms, because they killed Holy Billy Zane. Holy shit, I'm really surprised he didn't get rewinded back to life when they built everything back again. I guess they didn't, said, fuck the farm. I mean... <laughs> he, he was in the bar, not the house. might have. Yeah. And then he was too expensive, sort of like D. Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> like... It's like, in the sequel, we don't quite have D. Wallace money. We have Brad, okay? We've got Brad money. <laughs> That's yeah. about it. Uh, the part of D. Wallace will be played by a granny. Yeah. Uh, and Well, they make, they make good, though. The family's moved out. Sure, like, sure. Makes sense. I can see why, considering what dildos this town is. Yeah. Nobody else wants to come see Granny for Easter but Brad. Yeah. Fuck. Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah, there's a... Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, okay, so... Uh, let's see. Uh, so, yes, he's uh, he's visiting his less expensive D. Wallace. Uh, she's a weird health food nut who's obsessed with bowel movements and meat eating, which kind of pays off in that she gets to get mad at the critters because they're meat eaters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh we forgot the though Megan's introduction. Uh I didn't like her from the get-go when she pulls up into that really close to that car and then tries to get out and just bangs it with her door. And then she doesn't even care. Then she just climbs out onto that hood of the car. And she's what like, oh, perfect fit. Unlikable character Like, oh my gosh. We'd be we'd be exchanging some words if that was my car that you just hit like that and st- in, walked on. And in this a is town <laughs> where everybody knows everybody. 25 people yeah. and probably 10 parking spaces for every car in this town. This is not a town where you need to really jam into a parking <laughs> yeah. space. There's no sense in this But whatsoever. not only did she do that, then she just walked on somebody's car. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, girl? Yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty unlikable. <sighs> uh, all right. So, <laughs> Quigley, the hobo clown-looking store owner, lets the delinquent in, and his dog nearly tears his face off here. We're introduced to the dog, and we don't like the dog because it's mean. Yeah, it's a mean dog. So, it's okay that it gets eaten by critters. <laughs> Surprisingly. Uh, yeah. And brutally, and in a way that you're just like, well, it's an attack dog that doesn't like anybody, and it's kind of an awful yeah. thing, and it's like, eh, I guess. I, I guess it's still l- just doing its job. Yeah, I it's less, I, I feel like they're trying to make it less terrible for us that they <laughs> killed a dog in the movie. I don't know. But uh, Lin Shea goes off to the sheriff's airstream to tell him that Buddy's, or Bradley's back in town. Yeah, Maybe- Lin Shea's back. Yes. But now she's working at the newspaper, not the police station. Yep. It's kind of weird how they brought her character back, but has a completely different job now. Like, I mean, she left because she left in support of the sheriff, let's say. Well, that makes sense. When the sheriff quit, she was like, when the sheriff didn't get voted back in, she was like, I knew what happened. 
and I'm leaving because. So what did the sheriff get voted out for? Uh, for not stopping the critter invasion that, that nobody that he did saw that, that he 100 did stop, and his deputy <laughs> was murdered. Yeah. Uh, by a critter and eaten. But these people don't believe like, Brad. Nothing happened. <laughs> okay. Nothing happened. Which again, this There's... is all this is all suspension of disbelief. Oh, I mean, I'm just gonna that, like, say I love this movie, but like, yeah, yeah, it's Swiss cheese, right? Of course. Of oh yeah. Course. Like, I mean, bad. <laughs> and this, I mean, this is a this is a great example of a movie that is from this time period that basically is like. I don't know. Nobody's a critters fan is what they're saying in their heads because they in their minds critters was a throwaway movie and that like all of these movies were just like no one's going to have like true affection for these. We're just kind of making a cash grab movie after the fact. But I mean nobody's th- going to sit together right. at a comic book shop 30 years from now <laughs> nitpicking and, and break exactly. dissecting this. But they also <laughs> But that's not to say that they didn't care when they were making it. This is a bunch of professionals who are very, like, treating the material very well. Yep. But they're not expecting anyone to have any memory of plot points. Yeah. They're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love... Move I lo- on. So this is another one, though. I love it, though. The sheriff, you know, he got voted out of the job, so... I guess what? He lost his house? Now he's living in a van yeah. down by the river? <laughs> like, he's yeah. just, like, in this Airstream camper... Yeah. Doing what? Watching game shows all day because he's washed up? Like, what? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> you wouldn't, like, I don't know, get a different get a job, job somewhere? <laughs> now move you're to like, another town and right. become sheriff there because you have years he, of experience? Because he didn't do anything wrong anyway. I mean, he also might be kind of traumatized. You know, this this could also just be him being a little, like, I mean, he turned into a completely different person, it yeah. seems. An entirely different, an entirely act. different person. He doesn't even look the same anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently M. Emmett Walsh was a handful, is what Mick Garris was told. So he was like, "All right, I'll get somebody else." <laughs> he seems like a handful, dude. <laughs> he seems like a handful. He delivers the results, though. He does. I love that guy. I'm telling you, I like this guy as much or more. I can't see. I think this guy does fine, but like on a on a strictly superficial level, I like M. Emmett Walsh's overall look okay as a character more than but i mean this guy's fine i have no complaints yeah yeah i feel like if m emmett walsh was given the material that this guy was given yeah he could not have pulled it off oh he's a completely different character right. in this too and it's a, it's amazing the way that they rewrote him because he's got really snappy like long like big long piles of lines that are really awesome yep and he's really like he just nails it i and, love and this dude Walsh I, is just like don't bother me don't bother right 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 don't i mean he's gonna be much slower he's gonna have kind of a you know a skipper from gilligan's island yep. kind of delivery it's it's fine, but I, I like the like the snappier version of this. Yeah, he's like Joe Bob Briggs if he could act. Yeah, and it's just a it's just a minor. Uh, it's always a pet peeve of mine when they have the same character but replace it with sure. a different actor. It's not a deal. It's not a deal breaker. It's just no, like I just this movie I just rules. Yeah, I just like it when they keep semblance of the yeah, same person. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the. Yeah, he slams the door on Lin Shay and is like, screw you, they're going into the bonus round. Uh, the delinquent takes his beer and his Playboys and leaves the shack, and he's driving a Jeep, and tragically, <laughs> one of the Playboys falls in the road as a plot point for later on. 
I actually have this Playboy. I have a I have I have a bunch. I've I've been doing this collection where I I've actually been buying the Playboys, the nudie <laughs> magazines that you see in old movies like this. So nice. I've, and then pairing them with the tape for a a smut and tape pairing picture. Is she the trivia? No. Oh, interesting. The actress in this is not the centerfold in that issue. Interesting. I wonder if they I, even tried. I don't know why the answer, but I can tell you that it is not the same person. Interesting. Okay. It is uh, a fake centerfold made just for this movie that they show in this movie. That makes sense because then you would really be looking at copyright issues if they were taking the actress out of the thing that she was in. And But they used the actual Playboy. Yeah. Like it's the actual cover from the yeah, actual, yeah. It's the actual issue. Think, I think that that's okay. I think it's all right to... You can get clearance to do that. Because so many movies use like Playpen, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the fake yeah. Playboy, but this one has the actual issue. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't. I wonder if that costs money. I've never, I've never looked into that. Uh, but either way, uh, we go back to space, and Lee is still a nothing face because nothing fits him. Yeah, he can't find a right body. And uh, Charlie is worried that they're just going to dump him on Earth because he was a nobody on Earth. But don't worry, Ugg's good people, and he's like Charlie Bounty Hunter, which means you're legit, kid. Yeah, yeah. If <laughs> if Ugg thinks you're cool, you're cool, man. So uh, now we meet the obvious star of the film here, Eddie Deason. Yes, the D's. Who is working at the Hungry Heifer fast food restaurant. Perfect role for him. <laughs> it really is a perfect role for him. He hands a disgusting giant bag full of food to the town's cub reporter and soon-to-be vague love interest of Brad, Megan. Which I don't buy. You don't even need to buy it because there's it's a nothing burger and nothing <laughs> yeah. ever happens. They kiss once and it's like, oh, and I'm leaving. Right, bye. bye. <laughs> yeah. Real. Th- th- I, as much as the love story also, in this Also, it looks movie, like a little kid crushing on their babysitter. Like, they're not like. It does a <laughs> little bit. I mean, I don't mean to insult him for him not being as tall as she is, but I think it's an age there's difference. There's also a six-year age there difference. There is a six-year age yes. difference. So, is there supposed to be? I mean, I don't know that. Okay. They have that talk in the car where he's like, later on after this scene, where she's like, remember me? I was gross with yeah, yeah. a ponytail and zits. Well, and so they were in high school together, so I, there's there can't be more than a three-year age yeah. difference. Um, so, but it just looks off. It does. Optics-wise. How old just, is he in this? Do you know? I'm, I don't know. I'm guessing like 15. Oh, wow. Okay. 16. I thought he was just like young looking for his age. I thought he had maybe those he like kid faces. Uh, either way, uh, the uh, the delinquent from before shows <laughs> he up here. He just walks in drinking a beer, holding a six pack ring with two leathers connected to it. Wow. Slams on the counter. Nobody cares. Nobody says shit he about sta- it. He starts completely sexually assaulting her. Nobody 100%. cares. Nobody says. Nobody gives a anything. shit. Everybody just eats their because they're at the hungry heifer and the, the burgers are really good there. <laughs> you know they're at the lowest point of their lives. They're eating at the hungry heifer. They're like, at this point, yeah, I just nothing. don't care. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's nothing that could move me at this point <laughs> in my life. I'm so I'm so downtrodden. Uh, and uh, but Brad is there to save the day. He's got balls, man. He does. Because Wesley is a lot bigger than him. He is, he is, and I love that shot. They do a really great over-the-shoulder shot yeah. for the bully. And so when you're looking down, it makes Brad look like he's like a foot and a half shorter when he's probably not that much shorter. And then he but gets it's... out his tiger style, tiger claw <laughs> style and stands on his tiptoes to fight. Yes. He's like, hey, I know karate. But it's a quick fight. He just gets thrown right out the damn door. <laughs> yeah. 
it's nice. Uh, but Megan shows up with her truck and bails him out I from this. Yes, she ducked out when they were eyeballing each other. Smart. Yeah. And uh, and she drives him off, and he says some sort of really stupid line about uh, her being Jimmy Olsen with breasts. Yeah, what? <laughs> hey, she's kind of like Jimmy Olsen with breasts. Sure. Kid. Or, or a reporter? She. So Why she, couldn't you say, like, oh, so you're like Lois Lane? <laughs> That's a good point. That is a that's actually a very good point. Uh, <laughs> yes, she's more like she's a lot more like Lois Lane. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like what they're drawing attention to in this is the fact that number one, Brad, the actor playing Brad, would be perfect casting for Jimmy Olsen. Number one, number two, they pulled a Jimmy Olsen move by giving him a Superman communicator in the first movie. And so there's like a weird ongoing Jimmy Olsen thing oh, in okay. this series. I never knew Olsen had a communicator. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a Superman, depending like, on like a what super era, signal. he has like a Superman watch that he can contact Superman ah. with. And it's kind of the same deal. This like little thing that you can okay. push a button and contact your, your protective alien Boy, friend. Boy, Batman should have that. It sounds like it would work a lot better than the big giant light in the sky, I think. Uh, Batman is nothing if not a drama queen, so <laughs> if he's going to have anything, it's going to be a big-ass fucking signal in the sky. Commissioner Gordon's like, I got this pager for you. No. I prefer the light. <laughs> yeah. No, I want the. I want everyone to see me. Also, I want to do a little routine when I get there. <laughs> There's also that moment of him going up to the moon in the movie and oh, then yeah. dropping down where he makes the little bat signal. God, he's such a fucking... <laughs> So, oh my God, there's that part in the third Nolan movie where it's like, there's no time. I've got to protect the city. Everybody, wait for five hours. I've got to climb onto the bridge and paint it with <laughs> kerosene so that when I light it on fire, it makes a bat signal. It's going to look so fucking cool. Uh, those movies don't count. Those are the parody movies. <laughs> that moment is definitely parody. How long did it take him to paint... You know, flame gel on the side of that thing, <laughs> 20 stories high in the shape of the bat signal. You fucking asshole. He didn't even How have, many people died in the time even, it took you to do that? He didn't even have a Robin in that that he could, like, you know, put that job on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Michael Caine. Michael Caine's up there in scaffolding. <laughs> are you sure this is wise, Master Bruce? <laughs> people are always asking me, what's it all about, Alfie? I guess painting the bat signal on the side of a fucking building. Oh, I'd rather be shooting a sequel to Jaws Returns. Yes. <laughs> well, you should. Okay, so... Where are we? Uh, oh, right. Uh, we got the uh, we got the weird hobo clown feeding his dog some slop, and the grandma shows up. <laughs> Which, again, makes no sense. <laughs> oh, they dated. That's, that's the only answer. That's why oh. he's got her number. But they were a thing. Uh, She's come because he's got some eggs, <laughs> some weird-looking eggs that he thinks would be great for the church's Easter egg hunt because they can't just use eggs. Yeah, yeah. No, these are special, and they're from Europe, which is great. <laughs> uh, it's The whole thing is very strange. Very contrived. <laughs> it's yeah. very contrived. But again, pointing to the fact that this is... We haven't said this yet. This is the greatest Easter horror movie ever made. Oh, definitely. Uh, and they're not. There aren't a ton of great Easter horror movies out there. Most of them are very novelty. So yes. it's nice to have an Easter horror. Film. It would be nice to have a legit good scary one. 
with like a scary bunny monster that isn't cheesy. There's a couple real weird ones out there. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I've seen some doozies. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a couple. Uh, you know what's an awesome Easter bunny? talking about. That what? one little segment in Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Oh, where hell he's got yeah. The, I love that so much. And Twilight Zone, the movie. Yes. Good one. That's, that's a good, that's a good evil bunny. Uh, okay. So, uh, she buys them, uh, for 20 bucks. She takes half of them so that half of them can still be there to murder them later. Uh, and, uh, Nana gives the poor kid that she's with a carob bunny and a crate. Carob? carob is a, a health food chocolate replacement. Oh, Okay. It's like a. It's basically supposed to be a healthier version of chocolate. Does it taste gross? It tastes disgusting. Huh. I mean, I'm allergic to it, so I don't really know. But chocolate or carob? Carob. Oh, so it's you're disgusting. saying something tastes disgusting that you've never had and can't? I have had it before. Oh. <laughs> and maybe it tastes disgusting because I'm allergic to it. Gotcha. That's uh, like me and cilantro. There you go. Um. So uh, I'm not allergic. I just hate it. <laughs> Yes. Well, you are you're a Blech. you're a genetic I'm a mutation. Soap mutant. Yes. So, uh it so the let's see what happens here. Uh oh yeah. Bradley finds his old alien communicator in a box after telling Megan that there's no such thing as little space critters because he's trying to keep from being, you know, chased out of town. <laughs> I love that he finds a picture of him and Charlie too, but it's just an actual screenshot of the first movie. I love that it's a screenshot <laughs> from Me the too. movie. It's so good. It's like right before. Oh, remember that time that we were about to shoot my sister with a slingshot, and yep. there was someone there to take a photo of it. <laughs> exactly. Good times. Um, yes, he ruminates on where's Charlie. Is he thinking of me? What is happening? What's he up to? You know, it's that thing. It's adorable. Where'd you go, Charlie? I miss you so much. <laughs> and uh, we go to the little girl's room. This is... Turns out that the little girl is the sister of Megan, correct? Yes. Quite the weird... A, quite an age difference, quite an age but difference. not... Uh, seven years between my brother and I, yeah, so it's Yeah, not possible. impossible. Um, and... Uh, What's his nuts? Robert De Niro just had his eighth kid, so... At 107 yeah, years old. Yeah, so... Just because it's possible doesn't mean you should do it. Yes. So some 45-year-old has like a what? One-year-old sister? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's possible. Yeah, that's <laughs> not not strange. So, okay. Uh, in her room, she, has, she was painting eggs. She was painting crate eggs earlier, and her painted egg is starting to move around after being left by the heating vent. It's starting to kind of rock back and forth. Um, and there's a bunch of like it's basically it hatches yeah and there's a bunch of like baby's day out type like near misses where the little girl puts her arm over the side the critter goes for oh i missed it and then oh her legs are oh just missed it and then dad comes in and for some reason because she's been coughing oh is that why i mean yeah she has been coughing this whole time so he comes to check on her okay and he walks in and steps on (laughs) the (laughs) and again these critters are Depending on which critter it is, they are gooey. Yes. Like, sometimes they are just made of nothing. Maybe the babies are even... This was a made of nothing one. This was he one of the ones just that... stepped in a pile of Nickelodeon gack and they called it a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That <laughs> thing turned into just, yeah, ectoplasm. Yeah, there's there no hair or anything. Left. It was weird. Yep. But he's just a cute little baby. Well, it was. Uh, <laughs> and that's... 
the other thing is that we uh, we also get to see the the hobo clown here. He goes and checks on the dog food for the dog, and he's like, eh, no dog food, and there's like blood in the bowl. And then he looks over, and the dog is laying on the ground, and there's a bunch of that adorable little baby Christ pop up. My God, they're cute. I want to take every one of them home with me. Oh, they're the best. I love them. I actually have a poster of that in the closet at work. So if you open that closet over there, there's a crate. Oh, cool. There's a critter's poster with all the little baby critters (laughs) in it. I have no idea where Michelle found that, but I wound up with that. You should put it where somebody can see it. I like seeing it when I open the door to the closet. Fair enough. Uh, It's like secret little critters that only (laughs) I know about. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) and anybody else who opens that closet. Uh, Okay, so... Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, he gets he gets killed here. Oh clown. yeah, he gets totally. And it's a murdered. great death scene. Uh, the the, the effect where he gets his off. whole half of his shoe bitten oh, off. I love it. Great. Uh, they bite the chair down. And he falls. They swarm him. Uh, that's the thing. This movie bounces between kids movie fluff and like yep. extreme gore. Which, and that that which is that my... foot baiting bit off. It's pretty heavy for this stuff that's my sweet spot yeah for movies same it really is like anything that can be as light as a kid's movie but then also really dark i mean it's that's what i love i mean and and that is a thing i mean mick garris is obviously the perfect person to direct stephen king because nothing represents that more to me than stephen king i mean obviously it is the perfect example of that kind of thing where it's like this is a movie that is like what if the boxcar children were systematically murdered by a clown? <laughs> it's like fuck. Okay, that's terrifying. I love the I love the little kid version, and then this really big, scary, horrible thing. Yep. it's it's fun. Um. Anyway, so we go back to the church where Nana is is hanging out, and uh, she hands the sheriff his new Easter bunny <laughs> costume, and she also mentions. That this is a new sheriff, mind you, because yep. the other one got booted. Yep. But she says Harvest has been doing this twenty years running. Can you imagine M. Emmett Walsh's character or this new sheriff that we've got putting on that bunny suit for the past twenty years? I gotta say, I can imagine <laughs> M. Emmett Walsh doing this for the last. I can't imagine the new sheriff. I can imagine him because he's like he's such a beaten like mule of a character where he's just like. All right, I'm up. All right, I'm in the Easter Bunny costume. Yeah. All right, I'm putting on the human pony girl costume. All right, I'll get in the shackles. Yes, I've been a bad sheriff. Hey, what happens when he gets called out on a crime scene during that? He's like, oh, crap, gotta run. Gotta run. (laughs) (laughs) No time to change. (laughs) Officer Bunny on the scene. This is exactly like that mummy episode of Amazing Stories we were talking about earlier. Mummy Daddy, Amazing (laughs) Stories, watch that. Uh, it's the same kind of, I would pay so much to see an entire movie of just his adventures getting called off. Can't get out of an Easter bunny costume. (laughs) And it's just like fucking Easter bunny cop for two hours of him solving crimes. Let's write bunny cop. That sounds amazing. It sounds great. And (laughs) that's the whole premise is that he can't get out of the costume. Yeah. And then he eventually can, but he just chooses not to. Yeah. This is me now. (laughs) <laughs> I've just I'm bunny cop I've seen so much in this costume that now this is my new persona yeah. and also it strikes fear in the hearts of criminals <laughs> because they've seen what he can do it's also just caked in blood 
<laughs> so that that also explains kind of why the criminals are afraid of him. Um, okay. And he gets he gets that cop call at three a.m. Like, Sergeant's bad. You got to get down here. Hold on. Be there in an hour. I gotta suit up. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to go to the victim's family, Sarge. Um, okay, yeah, no, I, I gotta no. suit up. I gotta suit up, <laughs> uh, ma'am. I've got to tell you about your husband. <laughs> I can't find my basket of jelly beans. <laughs> Here, maybe this egg. <laughs> Perhaps this bag, tiny bag of Skittles will help you through your hard times. Oh, I want Bunny Cop to be real so bad. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> where the hell are we? Uh, all right. Okay. So, uh, Brad goes to this church, too. We, we find out that... Uh, the kids have an Easter egg hunt coming up, but they've got to sit through this boring sermon before they can find their Easter yes. eggs. Um, they got to do the resurrection before the egg hunt. Yes. And for some reason, Brad goes to this, like his motivation for hanging out with the people in this town, a kid of his age who is not universally despised by every person who lives in this town would not go to this church service. Yeah. But he chooses to for reasons unknown. Maybe Look, because he wants to be near Megan. The town's got to move on, man. Oh, and it's his Nana's thing. He's there to see oh, her. Oh, he's there, there to support Nana. Yeah. That's right. It's not like he's going to come all the way from Kansas City that's to see his Nana and sit at on. home watching okay. football. No, you're right. Okay. I will give you that. Okay, so... Uh, the unassuming children sit around coloring as a new batch of adorable baby crates is hatching in the garden. Well, what is up with this kid that knocks the egg off the table? This scene... I rewound that scene to be like, was he trying to, like, it's like he looked around and he's like, bump. And then he like knocked that off and broke it, then like threw it out the window. But like, what was your motive for doing that kid? Or, or just a stupid kid that wanted to break an egg? Like, Okay, so unfortunately, I think we're suffering from really young child actor who can't convey what needs to be done in a scene what but i mean i thought he was like i thought he was gonna sneak under the table or do something you know what i mean so that's what that was his goal was like i'm gonna like push this egg off and it's like oops i dropped it i need to go duck down now that's what i thought he was doing but then he just picked it up and threw it out the window and it's like why did you throw that egg off the table my my assumption is that he accidentally knocked the egg on the floor and he's like oh no her special egg that oh, she brought he, in. Oh, but he couldn't pretend that and he so did like, it. Whoops. And so he throws it out the window so nobody sees that he did it. Ah, uh, okay. That was my feeling and that and the reason But he is a bad actor so it looked like he was being suspicious correct. instead of doing an accident. Okay. That's that's my feeling and I feel like this is just an insert for when they're like, "Well, then what happens to the egg that's in there with the kids?" You know, why didn't that come and eat somebody oh, when okay. all the other ones were hatching? Yep. And it's like, "Um, Oh, he threw it out the window. So we just threw the shot in as like a continuity thing to be like, don't worry, that egg is not going to eat the children. We're throwing it out the window. What if that kid's ever done any con appearances? Like, I'm the kid that pushed the egg off the table in Critters 2. Guarantee it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me me sign your Critter egg. Considering how many people are at conventions that I'm like, wait, oh, wait, you were... Wait, you were Chucky as he was running away? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, that's... How are you signing things at a convention? No, he's not now. He's in jail. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why I remembered that story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sucker. I was like, there had to be a reason why that story why, that was one, stuck yep. in my head. 
Right. It was that. I should not have brought that up. Um. <laughs> but yes, I was Crite Egg Pusher in Critters 2. <laughs> hey, man. I wasn't Crite Egg Pusher. His, so. I wonder what his name is in the credits. I didn't check. I hope it's Crite Egg Pusher. I, I hope it's Clumsy Child Number 1. Uh, he writes Clumsy Child okay, like everyone writes uh, Freddy. <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Signed. Uh, yeah, and so... We know that this church, as we know from the first movie, has a history of building everything out of balsa wood and will never stop doing that. <laughs> so uh, this will come into play as the sheriff can't get his zipper up and he makes an upsetting joke about showing all the children his dick. Yes. Uh, which is, I hope he dies. <laughs> uh, guess what? What's he call it? What's he say? He says something weird. He? Uh, he has some sort of word for he's his like, dick. He's like tchotchke or something like that. I, I like, can't remember. Oh, this will be great. An Easter buddy showing the kids all his tchotchke. <laughs> like, he said a weird... I couldn't figure out what he said. It was weird. Tackle? I don't know. I can't remember what he said. But he says something about it. Can't get it zipped up. And it's like, what an odd thing to have. Just for some reason, he's unzipped. Oh, oh. he bends over to do something. And then pop, pop, pop. Crates eat his wiener. Yep. So many crates jump into his suit and start <laughs> eating him from the inside. He falls through the balsa wood wall and onto the balsa wood podium. It's like the idea that that stuff would just explode when someone falls on it. I don't it care. I love it. Hilarious. I, no, do, it's would the I, best. Would I change it for anything? Hell Absolutely no. not. And it's also a carryover from the last movie from yeah, when, when anything back in happened porch. in that fucking place. It just explodes into splinters. Perfect. It's great. It's almost like a it's almost like a joke about the first movie too. Yep. So uh they're not excited about this, so the kids are traumatized, but somehow the critters just disappear. Yeah. I mean or they were they're, all, maybe they, they're crushed the same way that They were all oh yeah, they were in the suit. Yeah, they were in the suit. Maybe they're still in there just munching away. Maybe they never find them, and they're just, like, happily chewing away as they're on the way to the the morgue. Who knows? Oh, uh, fuck. That'd be a great... That'd be a great stinger for the next installment. The bunny cop getting wheeled into the morgue, and then they all pop out in there. Yeah. That would be great. Like, oh, I there's mean, still more. You should have scanned before you left again. Because <laughs> this one doesn't have a stinger, does it? I don't think so, no. No, it doesn't. No. It just thanks the people of the town for cooperating that doesn't exist. I mean, I didn't I didn't go all the way to the end of the movie, but... Oh, shoot. I didn't either. But maybe. There might be one. Okay, so Bradley's kind of freaked out because he's seen some stuff in this town that might concern him when it comes to people being eaten from the inside <laughs> out. Megan is convinced that there are aliens. She believes Brad... Well, they also say it instantly. was a farm equipment accident. <laughs> Like, what? I mean, yeah, that is the most swamp gas explanation yeah, yeah, right? that they possibly could have for this. You weren't even on a farm when this where this <laughs> happened. Like, what? how is this becoming the Which explanation? Piece? I would like, if you're going to say farm equipment accident, you're going to have to be specific. Yeah. Explain to me which piece of farm equipment that was. Did he fall into a hay baler? He fell into the wood chipper over there in the farm. It shot him all the way to the church. Yeah, sure. That's <laughs> fine. But uh, they decide after after she convinces Bradley that she believes him and she wants to protect the town. She's like, let's go visit the sheriff. He'll help us out. <laughs> and he goes they go out there to visit him in his 
in his little trailer. <laughs> in the van down by the in river. In the van down by the river. And he's like, this town told me what they thought of me when they voted me out. This town can kiss my ass. He gets in his car and drives like, the fuck away. And it is Where do you think he's going? Brilliant. If it were me, anywhere but there. But he's not. he doesn't take his trailer with him. I mean, what does he own, really? His game show TV. He owns nothing. Um, ah, two six-shooters. He owns two six-shooters that are in fine working condition. Probably a tub of chewing tobacco. I would imagine, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, so this is 100%. The sheriff is Han Solo in this movie. He 100% is just like, yep. this is the character refusing his hero's journey and then coming back to save the day. Um, but... Like, basically disappearing for a big chunk of the movie when all the important stuff happens. But then when the when the chips are down, he comes and helps out. So, I mean, also, this moment, if he had never come back, would have been the most sensible character moment in the history of, of horror movies. Like, <laughs> yeah. he would have been gone down in history as the smartest horror movie character. Like, he's the only one that did the right thing. Get the fuck yeah. out of this town. No, it's abandon it. It's full of space aliens that eat people. I don't care if you have two six guns. Anybody <laughs> else is on their own. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, so the bounty hunters land on Earth and uh, Charlie finds the abandoned playboy in the road. He's reading some uh, great Gahan Wilson cartoons or something. And uh, and Lee starts freaking out and he's about to turn into Charlie, which seems like a bad idea. But uh, then he foists the the center fold in his face and he's like aha turn oh. into this and he does he turns into the center fold and that's the big joke and it's super funny though this uh, the the fucking staple the in the staple is, thing is mwah. genius yep. that is really good also super the good. boobs exploding out of the costume yep. is pretty great because she incredible hulks out of her costume despite the fact that she's drastically smaller than that costume yep well that and that clothes she, don't seem to matter like all the other times they, like when Ugg transforms into the Krite, the giant Krite at the end, like he doesn't fuck up his clothes whatsoever. Like, no, uh, it was just worth it for the scene. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's just a it's fun a gag. gag. It's a Who fun gag. Gives a shit? I don't. I don't even. I wish I didn't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is super funny. Yes. I love the staple. Yeah, it's so good. And now we have this naked bounty hunter who's just like, uh, kill Krites. And because like. I'm glad that they cover the boobs, but leave her ass, because that fucking, that thong is so funny. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, whatever. She's an attractive woman. I'm not making fun of her. It's, that look is hilarious. Yep. It's like, almost like a union suit with like the flap down, like somebody walking away. It's, and they, human asses are funny. And they magic her up a shirt in the next scene. They do. <laughs> so it's not, it's also not like dehumanizing to the actress. It's yep. like a funny gag. It's a one-off. I love it. Now, I'm sad, though. We'll get to the scene later, but when she becomes Deezen, and she still and he, and he still has her outfit on, we don't see a Deezen ass walking away. I thought that would have been a, a very funny that joke. That would have been amazing, although we do see his chicken legs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The way he walks away. <laughs> it's so great. That can't... I guarantee that wasn't even written into this. It wasn't even written to walk like that. It's just Eddie Diesel. Oh, yeah. That's just how he decided yep. to walk that day. <laughs> that oh, day. Jesus. Ah, yeah, how I, am I going to walk today? <laughs> <laughs> you know that's probably a concern that, like, literally Eddie Diesel's like, all right, how am I going to walk today? <laughs> 
Got to think about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, of course, uh, she pulls or he pulls the staple out of his navel and says, kill Kreitz. We almost run over Lin Shay on our way to the the weird hobo clown's place. Okay. And uh, Brad goes like, she's like, ah, something, something, something. Oh, yeah. I can't even remember what she says. But Brad goes to the door and uh, the and he's like, everybody wait here and also shut off the truck so that it's not waiting for me so that we can oh, actually get off yeah. at in time. He also has this thing. The girl's like, wait, we should call somebody. And he's like, who do you think we should call? Critter Busters? Ugh. And it's like, one, that line sucks. But that, two. That line does suck. But two, what do you mean, who do you think we should call? You have a transmitter to call somebody you when there's crates. You literally have the thing that calls <laughs> the people that deal with crates. And this you use have been, it. Your number one stop should have been to get. To the house to get that thing. You. Not only did they say, hey, call me if there's anything you need. Yeah. Uh, your friend is with them, and well, he's he going to help you, too. He doesn't know that, though. He doesn't? He doesn't know where Charlie went. That's a weird thing about this. No, he asked him. Remember, he's looking at the photo. He's like, where'd you go? Like, Charlie disappeared, like, somehow. Oh, I thought that he didn't know. He was saying, like, what planet are you on right now? Like, I thought that he no, knew I don't, that he went I don't away th- with them. He didn't know he was a bounty hunter. Oh, though. fucking hey, That's weird. Remember, because when he finally meets him, he's like, oh, look at that. You're dressed up just like them. And he's like, I am one of them. Like, he had no idea he was with those guys. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's another one of these holes here that's just like, what? <laughs> yep. Weird. Anyway. Okay, so what do we got here? We've got... Um... <laughs> it's like... Your friend knows that we're here and we're aliens, but you cannot say goodbye to him before we leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Uh, so we get some great moments here of so the the corpse of the clown man falls out of the out of the shack. Yep. He's got half his face eaten off, you know, because sometimes the crites just leave half a face. <laughs> that guy probably tasted fucking terrible. Oh, I bet. Oh. <laughs> anyway, he falls out, and then we get all the critters attacking. We get some great moments where one of the critters bites the tire and there's a great effect of it inflating. One critter bounces right into the open window. That one's great. Uh, And we get some great moments of Lin Shay, who is dressed. She's dressed like fucking, uh, what's her name? Minnie Pearl, basically. And she's like whacking the critters with her. I thought she had like her glove off. Oh, is that what it is? Something really small and light. And she's just like, eh, eh, eh. Oh, she is just a doll. I yeah. love her. Yeah, it's an amazing scene. It's wonderful. And uh, so we get um, we get them. They get away, and we get that great thing where the PAs chuck a bunch of critters. Yeah. <laughs> I love the rolling critters thing. It's super fun. Uh, and then they take off, and the Krites don't follow them because they can only go in one direction. So <laughs> the truck goes one way, and the critters go sideways. But, you know, it's great. Uh, they, oh, that's right. They go, they do actually go back to the house. Oh, is this so? Yeah, he gets, I don't get the scene. Like he's like looking for the remote and the grandma's like, oh, the TV remote right here. And it's like, no, that's not a TV remote. That's my alien communicator. Like, why was it brought downstairs from his room and placed on the TV? Why did the grandma know where it was? And also, if she was using it as a TV remote, why hadn't she called the bounty hunters yet by accident? Yeah, yeah, that's a bunch of... It's weird. Oh, maybe it's linked to his DNA. <laughs> sure. Because it's space technology. 
Um, but either way, he does find it. And in a in an inexplicable moment of like, I guess they can teleport or whatever. Who fucking cares? He hits the button and instantly they are there. They blow a hole through the wall. It and shoots a crate that was just about to jump and kill them. Yeah. Too. Yep. It was the crate is just the most beautiful Chiodo brothers painting. Yes. On the wall of goop of, of just an exploded goop. flat critter. Yeah. Oh. Oh, the flattened critter from Attire earlier too is great too. That one's a great one too. The Looney Tune flat on the ground, especially because it's like surrounded by powder for some reason. That was really strange, <laughs> but that's great. Charlie shows up too. He explains that he's a bounty hunter. Charlie has to go where the cosmic winds blow him. He says, <laughs> and uh, then we go to Megan's dad, who's printing up a paper with a weirdly tabloid headline about the dead sheriff. Um, he hears shit sells, man. (laughs) It's a town of 200 people. (laughs) How much could it possibly sell? Uh, either way, uh, he hears a grumbling in the wall and he's like, I'm going to go check on this. And it eats its way through the vent. Yes. And he pushes a, pushes a desk in front of it and traps it somehow. He makes a cartoon barricade for himself, lugging everything in that newsroom against the door to seal himself in yeah. uh then we get the antics too this is, is this this part two where they the critic the critters eat the phone lines and or does that come later uh, yes this is this is about right where the, about, the critter yeah. like yeah there's a great a great effect that was for no reason they didn't need to show it and they did it anyway and i love them for it it's the scene of him basically ziplining the critter ziplines yes, yeah, down yeah, yeah, to yeah. the transformer <laughs> instead of just biting it in the middle. He's well, he tries to, to he tries to call the phone. He's like, I'm just hearing nothing but static, and then we see why because the crate's just <laughs> <laughs> Yep, this movie really amps up the antics. This like this is the Gremlins two. They're super fun crites in this, yeah. Kind of version of the crites. They're yeah, they're really having a blast. I wouldn't call it the Gremlins two version because we don't have it's not, a myriad variations on crites. Oh, if they'd had like we, if they'd had a Gremlins two budget, yeah, you know that the oh, crites yeah. would have been doing some like yeah. you would have had an electric crite eventually, <laughs> a bat crite, uh, spider crite, spider crite, mm. gargoyle crite. Oh, they're also good. <laughs> NECA's re-releasing the Bat Crate, Ooh. or the uh, the Bat Gremlin. I'm going to buy one. I would love to have one of those, too. Yeah, we're going to get them in the store, so nice. anybody that wants them, they're What's that store? coming back. Coast City Comics and CoastCityComics.com. Yeah. Hey. Come say hi and buy Come some cool hi. stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. Portland, Maine. Uh, let's see. Uh, or, this is where the bounty hunters show up at the Hungry Heifer. I love this whole scene. Oh, my God. It's this, magical. This is... Absolute magic. We've just got so many puppets and so many puppeteers here. You've got, I don't know, what, 20-something crites in this scene? And they're just going bonkers, tearing the restaurant apart. I mean, and they love everything. They, The thing about this is that they're enjoying eating everything. They're mm-hmm. not just meat eaters. They're yeah. like, some of them are enjoying the lettuce. Yep. There's like a salad bar, and they're just having fun. Some of them are just eating ketchup for no reason. I love ketchup. Yeah, it's just like, just fun nonsense. Uh, and again, with the fact that they have a limited budget, they do so much with the the limitations of the Krite puppets. Even though these are drastically better Krite puppets than the first movie, they're just so much better thought out, and yep. they just look amazing. But they're still like 
you know, they're doing cool stuff with them. They're, you know, they are still limited mobility, inoperable arms, et cetera, well, like et cetera. T-Rex arms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only so much we talked about that. Yeah. Exactly. They don't need to do much. Um, but, yeah, this is about as gremlins-esque as we get. Yeah. So, um, they see the bounty hunters finally, after the bounty hunters have been there forever, <laughs> Ugg, like, sticks a, like, breaks a table leg and sticks it in the door so that they can't get out. And, uh... They go, uh oh, and then start getting blown <laughs> to pieces. We- One of them gets his scalp blown off and looks at his reflection in the napkin holder and goes, "Bitches, bitches!" <laughs> I love it. That scene cracked me up so much when I was a kid. Same. <laughs> was, I mean, it still cracks me up. What do you I mean? mean oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it was. It, it's a formative moment. It's a. It's a moment that is like, like burned oh, into my brain. Same. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, that was funny. Andy swear worded. Yeah. <laughs> These critters are awesome. They sure are. <laughs> One of them falls into the Frylator, which was disgusting what and amazing. What the fuck, movie? <laughs> but uh, they they also implement a bunch of weird cartoon sound effects in this yeah. scene. It's very USA Up All Night. Oh, my God. Which is very fitting because Deason's in charge of the restaurant here. <laughs> and Deason is also in charge of being in every single movie that's on USA Up All Night. Exactly. That is his job. How he's not, I, I don't know how Deason isn't like doing okay financially. Like I think he he has to be right. I mean, pretty much on residuals alone, he hasn't been working. You'd think that much. so. Yeah, because uh, and who knows? Then he had that. He was in a hospital for six months recently. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, because he seems to be doing well now. Uh, but I mean, his acting jobs are have not been plentiful. Like, yeah, because we knew. Locally, the one of the there was an actor who was in Jaws. She used to work at uh, at the museum. Yeah, she was like eighty six years old. She passed away a few years ago, uh, but she she basically had two lines in Jaws. She said, "Are you going to close the beaches?" She was the reporter who said yep. that line, um, and she had you know she had a couple lines. She had a couple background lines, and she was in like four scenes. She would get a check, like almost every month for two hundred dollars <laughs> for that movie. That's awesome. And sometimes they'd be like bigger when like the DVD release or some yep. other big thing would happen, or they'd do like a network viewing of it. But she would get residuals that were like, like not enough to live on, yeah. obviously, but like enough that it's like that is a significant amount. If you're in a hundred movies, oh yeah. Like, Deason's been in a hundred movies. Obviously, he's not making Surf 2 residuals. He's not making, you know, like, whatever else. Like, yeah. there's a bunch of terrible movies he's been in that he's not making residuals on. But you'd think that, like, Grease and all that kind of stuff would pay him some money. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> anyway, uh, where did we leave off here? Uh, oh. every, all the crates got killed at the Heifer place. And they well, blew it all most up. of them did. Yeah. A bunch of them escape. And uh, this is, I love this. This is also where we kind of get introduced to the idea that the critters work as a hive mind and don't really give a fuck if one of them dies. Like they'll sacrifice themselves for anything because the one that cuts the power is just like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Electrocutes himself for the sake of cutting off the power. Uh, We've got, uh, oh, the, the the critters have also taken down all of the power lines as well and they've dropped them dropped them in the road so in, nobody can leave the town no yep. one can leave the town and lee 
of course, knows quality when he sees it finally. And he's like, <laughs> wait a minute. Being this hot lady, not for me. I want to be Eddie Deason. Of course he does. Turns into Eddie Deason, who then says, Gilmore Kreitz. Gilmore Kreitz. And then he heads off, and he does that weird fucking chicken walk. <laughs> it's so it's good. Like, nearly, like, knees to chest, walking yeah. away. Like, just like a total, <laughs> total weirdo. God, I love him. Uh, okay. So... Do you think that so because he walks differently? Do you think that that means that Lee now kind of has Eddie Deason's brain? Do you think that there's like a little bit of Eddie Deason that rubbed off on him? I think there's a little bit of Deason in all of us, Tristan. Oh, this is just like the end of Godzilla 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a little bit of Godzilla in all of us. Um. Anyway, okay. Night pans over and there's a kid just totally kicking a building. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That kid's got the right idea. Uh, (laughs) uh, Breathing nuclear fire on his little sister. (laughs) Okay. Night falls on the city. There's burning trash cans everywhere. It's a total future dystopia. Uh, The entire town is now holed up in the church. It turns out that the crates have gotten a little bit smarter and they're going to set up a trap here. This is also a world where like the National Guard doesn't exist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> like, they've, they've cut off all communications. Oh, that's right, that's right. Duh. They can't get to the National Guard. This little town is so Nobody isolated. Knows, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, so Lee shows up and he's in front of a video store and he's about to turn into Freddy Krueger. And, and Charlie's like, no, don't turn into Freddy yeah. Krueger because that would be copyright infringing and we're going to... But it wouldn't be because this is New Line. Oh, that's true. They had the... I, I, this is such a lost opportunity in my mind because what happens in this scene? He's about to turn into Freddy. Charlie's like, no, turn back into the Playmate. So he turns back into the Playmate and then just dies in a second later. Yep. And then we see his severed arm. Hear me out. How cool would it be to if we got same, Freddy... Yeah. And Freddy was like, kill Kreitz. And then what? Then Freddy got killed. And then when they went to find him, it was the glove. It was the glove. Oh, that would that be so much better. So much better. Yep. I, they had to have thought of it. They had oh, to have, There had to have been at least a draft of that. And they yep. were like, that makeup's fucking hard. Yeah, and expensive. Um, difficult and expensive. Maybe not. Um, Man, that would have been so cool, though. Would have been like actually getting, yeah, getting Robert Englund to show up in this terrible movie would never have happened. <laughs> uh, and by terrible, I mean low budget. Like he would not have deigned to show up at this point in his career. I wish we got that happening. Same. Uh, okay, so these crates spring a, a total a trap. trap at the end of an alleyway and, and they, fall they on kill Lee. On him, and he dies. Sadly. Damn. Ugg does not take it well. Yep. Ugg just loses his face entirely. He screams to the heavens and turns into a nothing face again. Uh, let's see. He can't... Yeah, he's so distraught that he, his face won't come back. Yep. And so they lead Ugg back to the church, and he's just kind of... Like, he's so distraught that he's not doing anything. Uh, They didn't think to save Lee's space gun, which I think was kind of a bummer there. (laughs) That might have come in handy to give to somebody maybe hanging out outside. Yeah, Eh, leave it for a kid to find. Yeah, (laughs) 
<laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so the dude guarding the church has a shotgun. It's like, boy, kind of wish I had a space gun. But okay, cool. I guess just leave it in the I alley. I like how we don't meet that guy until the scene either. He's just like, I'm a character now. I'm a guy. Okay. Uh, and this this is where we get the little sister being as obnoxious as she possibly can be, and it's hilariously obnoxious. Usually when they make a kid this obnoxious, you're like, it makes you infuriated to watch something, mm-hmm. and it's like this, I'm just like, I'm delighted. <laughs> so this guy, everybody's constantly like, get inside, and then nobody watches her. She's on a fucking tricycle. This scene makes no sense. It makes no sense, and it is the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy gets killed, and she's inside on a tricycle, up, up a flight a ramp. of stairs. <laughs> We, oh, that's true. It is a ramp, so up, she could have gone. Yeah, but she. But why would she? She sees no, a guy no. outside no. in the distance, and then the next thing we see is her riding the trike off that whole porch, <laughs> running away on a tricycle. Pursued She's so old Christ. enough to know, just get off and run. <laughs> like, It's the funniest scene. It's great, It's though. so good. And uh, what's his nuts? Brad just starts playing like uh, field hockey yep. with uh, the Kreitz, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, he's knocking him back and forth. And then eventually he grabs the girl, but he's surrounded by critters. And we have this moment of him. It's, again, because he's such a great actor. He can sell this scene. He's like, he holds her and he's like, nope, that's it. I'm dead now. And I'm going to just hold this girl and let my body protect her for as long as it can. And... He's like accepting his death, and then we get the Han Solo moment. Sure, we hear gunshots ring out. All the critters drop. Pile of dead crites. It's a gunslinger, <laughs> and he has some sort of cool line there. I can't even remember what it was. It's like I'm back. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's he's so full of like folksy nonsense. I love him. He's got all <laughs> sorts of like down home sayings for yeah. every single thing that he does. Um, but yes, this is our sheriff. He has come back, uh, dual wielding pistol on each hip. Yep, and uh, he's quite the sharpshooter. Yes, all twelve shots hit. All twelve critters die. Yep. Uh, now all the critters are coming. Yeah, together. We're lucky nobody else died either because he's shooting his guns and twirling them all inside like a madman. Like yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> they say all the critters are coming together in the field. It's like some sort of critter, critter convention. convention. CritterCon 86. It's funny, man, because I, 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 this line is something that's been stuck in my head forever, too. Where he's like, it's like it's a critter convention. <laughs> I always just say that to myself when I see like a bunch of ducks, like, oh, it's a duck convention. Or like oh, when I like see a, a bunch of puppies convention. at the park, oh, it's a dog convention. <laughs> I've always said that ever since I was a kid. Weird. From watching this, yeah. That's very funny. Don't judge me. I don't judge you at all. <laughs> uh, but. It's great because uh, Brad's in there and he's just saved a little girl from being eaten by critters. He's like this big hero. And then some dumb old hillbilly's like, we should wicker man this kid because <laughs> fuck him. He's the one that brought the birds here. He's evil. Burn him in the, c- <laughs> in the center of town. It's like, fuck, man. Shut up. Yeah, this whole town's <laughs> going against Brad. Yeah, they instantly, they're like. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't any aliens, so he showed up. Maybe maybe if we kill the child, then we can appease the critters. Oh, angry mobs. Yeah, you're not great. But he has some great ideas. The the sheriff shoots a shoots a hole in the ceiling. Yeah, he's right? like 
everybody shut up. I'm going to spout some folksy nonsense, and you all are going to change your minds and, and feel And put extra money in the collection plate next week to pay for that bullet hole. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Brad has the clever plan to lure them all into the Frosty Burger Polar something factory. There is a Polar Ice Burger factory, I, which which cracks me up, too, because when I think of burgers, I don't think of ice. No. I mean, I assume that it is a... The problem is that it should be a frozen hamburger, like Bubba Burgers or something. It's like a place where they make burgers, freeze them for your... For for not, like, maybe yeah. restaurant use or... I mean, maybe this is. I mean, it's not the Hungry Heifer well, Supply Factory, The thing that would have... Like, it would have made perfect sense, except that they also have cheese and pickles there. So I'm like, okay, now I don't understand it anymore. <laughs> yeah. You've got buns, cheese, and pickles. It's so a this... hamburger... It's a cheese... It's a Hungry Heifer Factory. It's everything that you would get at Hungry Heifer is made at this place. Sure, maybe that's it. In a there giant freezer that we don't need a freezer for because we don't... We're not going to freeze anything, but... Perfect. So they stuff dynamite into pickle buckets and vats of ground beef and stuff. <laughs> and set up fans to, to blow all the scent of frozen food out. Mm. <laughs> and the, the critters are like, hmm, I like this. Yeah, let's go. They take off, they go in, and they're like, but then the in the middle of them <laughs> heading towards it, the wind shifts, and they're like, ooh, live meat. And then the big critter says, cheeseburgers. <laughs> No, no bones. bones. <laughs> and they're like, that's a compelling argument, too. He's got a point. <laughs> so, I mean, they clearly do not like bones, which is for for as vicious as these critters are and their ability to literally bite and digest metal. They're like, ah, we always leave the bones behind. So there's something <laughs> about the bones that they don't like. I don't clearly. like bones either. To be, to be So frank, there you so. go. They're not into it. So like they I, go out. Like I hate traditionally like uh, prepared like Jamaican food because they just take the cut and they just chop everything up and you just eat around the bone. So you just have, but the bones are sharp and like, yeah. So like I can't stand that stuff. Like, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I'm with you, Kreitz. Okay. I don't like the there bones either. Um. So they uh they go in there and uh, the giant critter reveals himself to be Ugg in disguise. Oh. And so Ugg's back. Ugg's back. Dramatic return to four. (laughs) Yes. They've trapped all of the critters in there. They close the gate behind him, blow the place up. Oh, but unfortunately, these were not the squishy critters (laughs) that you can just step on. These were the explosion proof critters that merge into a giant critter ball when you do that. Which is awesome. It is absolutely awesome. So, barreling through the burning building. Amazing shot. <laughs> amazing effect. Amazing. Everything. Everything. That this even happened is just incredible. The fact that they made this part of the movie yeah. is insane. It's beautiful. Uh, it's the way to up the... It's it's how you up the ante in a sequel. Like... I don't know. Uh, yeah. How could you possibly up the ante any This is what you do. In the first this one, is... what did you have? You had a big crate. Like, cool. How, how about we have a gigantic crate made of... Billions of little crites, like perfect, yeah, so good, and it it barrels through the door. But we find out what it's good for because it gets a town's one of the townsfolk is in its way, it rolls over him, and strips eats, them, strips them like piranhas. Yep, completely. <laughs> <laughs> and we just see a a denuded skeleton laying in. The, oh, I love it so in much. its path. It's great. Uh, Brad and Megan get in the truck. 
and they chase the giant rolling critter ball. They're trying to like knock it off course. They kind of yeah. ram into it occasionally. Uh, again, Chiodo Brothers, sweet Jesus, the the quality of this construction that it's an it's able to withstand the kind of beating yeah that this this prop is taking is just a testament to how good they are um but they're like this giant voltron crate ball is headed for the church they knock it off course a little bit but then oh crap a hay bale yeah. which as anybody who's seen a movie ever knows the hay bales are always in the way those things will flip your car constantly because they're, it's easy to hide a ramp behind them. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, they flip the truck and the ball continues on. Uh, earlier, I we forgot to mention that Charlie ran away. Oh, yeah. When the crates started, when the wind changed direction, yep. Charlie was like, oh, fuck, and runs off. And we're like, oh, no, like, Charlie, what? you're giving up on them. You're a coward. How He's could like, you I'm do I'm going this? to the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so... But here he is. He comes in with his heroic sacrifice. I'm a bounty hunter. I'm a bounty hunter. And he pilots the ship directly into the crate ball, and it explodes, killing the crew. This explosion works. This time, it works. (laughs) Everybody knows that spaceship explosions kill crates, not dynamite explosions. Correct. Duh. Duh. It's Critters 101. So, yeah, yeah. They're all dead, and uh, the town is now mourning the death of Charlie, uh, and Ugg decides to complicate their grieving process dramatically. By by paying tribute to Charlie by becoming Charlie? It's like, okay, yeah, dude, I I get that, like, you're an alien and (laughs) you don't quite get how these things go, but, like, they're trying to grieve and now he's you're... helping he's like ah, I'm, I'm good no i'm back look <laughs> it's like it's, it's like, like some... i never left <laughs> it's like somebody going to your grandma's funeral and like picking up the corpse and like manipulating her like a puppet and being yeah. like no i'm still here kids or dressing Don't up be sad. Or, or dressing up just like your grandma right exactly like, oh hey <laughs> pulling a real norman bates I at just, the funeral i just made some cookies <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's essentially what he does but turns out he didn't need to this is the ending that makes no sense. This is the ending that basically it is... It keeps going and keeps going with more things that don't make sense. So... Yeah. So, Charlie is still alive, which is fantastic. Yeah. I guess it's it, I guess it's keeping up with the first movie's ending that was sure. so damn improbable with yeah, the yeah. house. But now, Charlie's... But where have you been? It's daylight. We've, like... Because it took him so long because he parachuted out off into the woods. He was stuck in a tree. There should have been a, I I would have totally loved it if there had been a shot cutting back to him in a tree. Okay, that but would have made that sense, would yeah. have spoiled the, the reveal at the yep. end. But it's just like, damn. What it <laughs> feels very much like this was a attacked on ending. Like he was supposed to die. He was supposed to die. They're like, and dude, the, that's dark, man. It's too dark and they wanted to bring him back. Um, because it easily could have been that just Ugg was Charlie. But it's more fun to have Charlie be Charlie because Ugg is emotionless. Yep. So for the third movie, you need to have Charlie have the ability to actually be say Charlie. his lines. Yeah. So I don't know. I like it. So so then Ugg, Ugg realizes that Charlie's still here and that he, I guess he realizes now that Charlie's place is here on Earth. 
so he just flies up. Some other guys come to yeah. pick him up, and he just flies up, and uh, he does this weird, like, whoop, <laughs> like tractor yep. beam. He gets into the ship. And then here comes the weirdest part. We have Brad's about to get back on the bus to go back to his hometown, and the sheriff is riding the bus. Yes. Who just saved the day. Like, But the sheriff has a car. Yeah. And he has a camper, and he was... Where is he going? On vacation. He's get, you, Didn't you see that floral shirt? He's going on vacation. <laughs> I mean, I guess you got to get away after you blast a bunch of crates. But, but since Charlie's staying, the sheriff is like, hey. And he tosses Charlie his badge like, you're the new sheriff. And it's like, that's, that's not how that works. <laughs> if that's how that worked, you'd still be sheriff. You'd, yeah. <laughs> For one, you weren't the sheriff to begin with to pass that on. <laughs> For two, right. you've already made it up clear that the town votes you in. Like, I love it. Listen, there's no le- no election needed. No. Come on. After, after a credit attack, all the rules go out the window. So, yeah, this whole ending is just so bizarre with just, like, I don't understand why the sheriff's on the bus. I don't understand why he throws the badge. Like, that's not how that works. I will tell <laughs> you, though, that if Charlie... Are if you they, sure Charlie wants to stay on Earth? Because he, he, he seemed pretty happy as a bounty hunter, and Ugg doesn't have a partner anymore. Yeah. I will say that this town will elect him sheriff. Like, if he if he runs, I mean, he's going to be like, I'm the one that blew up all the crates. Yeah. And they'll be like, all right, oh, you're in. You're in. By the way, I was also an intergalactic bounty hunter for two years, so yeah. <laughs> I think I'm overqualified for Sheriff of Shitburg here. I think, <laughs> I think it's fine. My first order of business is to get all these weapons off the streets, particularly that one in our yeah, dead friend's hand. <laughs> probably should get that other giant space gun. That telescopic shotgun thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and then they have a, a thing that thanks the villagers of Grover's Bend for their cooperation, which is extremely weird because this town's fake. Is it? Yeah. There you go. Unless I'm wrong. I'm, I, I, I believe I read that they called it Grover's Bend as a play on Grover's Hill from War of the Worlds. Oh. So I like, figured they called it that in homage to Grover's Corners, where uh, people <laughs> eat delicious bread. <laughs> wasn't that the uh, wasn't that the ad for here in Grover's Corners, things move a little slower. We like our bread made the old fashioned way or some shit like that. I feel like it's Grover's Corners that was the name of that uh I, I thought it was remember. Pepperidge Farm. It was Pepperidge. Pepperidge Farm was the bread, but I think Grover's, Grover's Corner. They, oh. they were claiming that in the ads. Okay. I think so. Oh, I don't remember the town name there. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think it's so... We get this like weird... Is it a joke we want to thank the people of... No idea. Unless I'm completely an idiot and there really is a Grover's Bend. That would be amazing up, if there was a real place. Yeah. I feel like I looked this up the last time I watched it or there is no prior Grover's to this Bend. and there was one, but who knows? Not. Uh, either way, if you guys know, give us a call. Let us know. Yes, perfect. Anyway, that was it. Was Critters too? So damn fun! It's legitimately one of the most fun movies ever made, and I still love it even after having to watch it critically for this. Yeah, and yeah. To think of things, but like, yeah, you can nitpick it apart. A lot of it makes no sense. Yeah, but what? Who cares? It's awesome. Yeah, there's, there's no reason to. It's to got D's in killing Kreitz. Kill Kreitz, guys. Actually, he doesn't kill any Kreitz. He just says he's going to, then he is killed. Threaten to kill Kreitz, everybody. Yeah, you get Deezen threatening to kill Kreitz. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, Deezen is Lee, so he does kill Kreitz. Sure. In the, He doesn't <laughs> kill any Kreitz in the Deezen persona. Yes, that's 
I wish we'd got some of that. Yeah, yeah. I I would have loved to have had some... I would have loved to see him shooting that gun going, bam, bam, and saying bam every time he did it. <laughs> well, I mean, I've already mentioned this on another podcast, but something I would recommend... Cheating on me? Is, uh, well, no, one of our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you if you get a chance, you should listen to Jonah Ray's podcast because he does one of these. He does a watch through of Critters Two with uh, with Mick Garris, and oh. Mick Garris tells the craziest fucking story about <laughs> about Deason because they had like he was like working with Eddie Deason is exactly like what you would imagine <laughs> working with Eddie Deason is like. He is like that all the time. And he was like, we had this big effect set up. So th- they may have lost some of Eddie Deason's days. Oh, that's because, what you were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah. He had like a big effect that was set up and he was like, all right, there's a button that you need to push and we need to wait until we cue you. And so don't do anything because this is a very expensive <laughs> effect and we need to wait. You mean this button here? Boop. <laughs> Boom. The effect goes off. The cameras aren't rolling, and they lose the whole day. <laughs> That's why he's broke. They probably docked his pay. And he's still paying that he's off. Probably, probably paying off the effect that he <laughs> ruined in Critters Two, and like every other movie that he was in, I would assume. Oh boy, love him. Yep, so good. Anyway, that's it. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to next week when we do Critters Three because that was a movie that I. I cannot honestly remember the last time I watched Critters 3, but that was a movie that I rented so much when that came out. Like, I was obsessed yeah. with it because I remember relating to it a lot because, like, Leo was in it and I was, like, his age. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, this is me and him going through this adventure together when we watched it, you know? All I all I can think of when I think of that movie is the fact that I used to play Critters in the store a lot. I'd yep. play one through four and that three would come on and Chad would lose his shit about it because he's like, no, not the one with the lady hanging from the cord for an hour and a half. Come on. Because she does kind of hang from that cord for like a good half hour. Oh, yeah, she falls through the time. ceiling and she's like stuck upside down, right? She's like stuck upside down and she's just swinging and they keep cutting back to her a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of padding to that movie that is just this woman hanging from a cord. I'm trying look, to reach a telephone. <laughs> I'm looking forward to revisiting it. Yeah, me too. I haven't seen it in years, so yep, same. I'm excited. I remember loving it, but we'll see how it holds up now. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you next week with Critters 3. Hey, where can people follow us? Oh, at Jeez Coast City Comics please. and at Funbox Monster Podcast. And, and I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend, and make sure you check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook. Yes. And go to CoastCityComics.com and buy cool stuff there, or come see us at Coast City Comics in real life and buy stuff there do it it's super fun i dare you i do it all the time yeah so do i (laughs) uh i buy a lot of stuff for this place (laughs) and i buy some stuff from this place so good buy a t-shirt or something super come on do it all right we'll see you next week peace